right? We got a lot of different things coming at you today, okay? And I'm just sensing a little bit of a lull right now. That. You don't got time to say. All right, let's go. Crank it. Crank it, Glenn Cross. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Nick Schwert and Derek Johnson on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Marcus Garrett makes it official, announcing last night he has officially... Not married? Is it official? No, officially, officially done with college oh. basketball. That's more depressing. Kansas perspective. It's not depressing for him. No, he gets good to, for him, yeah. He gets to chase his dreams. Is it depressing for Kansas? Depressing is too strong. Bittersweet would be the Do right Do you term. think having Marcus Garrett back next year makes them a better team? Yes. What if it's Marcus Garrett as a point guard? Then it's about the same. But I think if he would have come back, okay, it if I gave you, If I gave you this as your current starting five, Joseph Yesifu, Christian Brown, Ochai, Jalen, Dave. Mm-hmm. That's your starting five today. If Marcus Garrett is back, mm-hmm. which one of those players is going to the bench? For me, it would be Christian Brown. So you take, you would lose in shooting, you would gain in defense, and maybe you gain in uh, just overall offensive assertiveness. Because here's why. I think with Yesifu and Garrett, if those two were back in your lead guards, I think even though you lose Christian Brown shooting, he's still going to be able to play a sizable still role. Still got off the two bench. ball handlers. And you still have Ochai and Jalen on the court. Ochai, knockdown shooter. Jalen, a solid, okay shooter. And Yesifu can shoot. You know, you still have enough there. And those two guards will be able to create more looks. The big, the big thing there is you got two ball handlers. Okay, think about it. Two Marcus years ago, can be your secondary ball handler. Yeah, because two years ago, when you had Devon Dotson, Marcus Garrett, that wasn't a very good shooting backcourt. They had Ochai in the starting lineup or Isaiah Moss sometimes. You know, it's not like that team was littered with three-point shooters. It was like maybe you have one guy on the court at all times, maybe two. You know what's funny about that team from two years ago is that we for, forever will be able to look back on it and say, wow, what a great team. Because they were a really good team. They lost on like, what, like early January and then didn't lose again the rest of the season? Yeah. I'll tell you this, man. <laughs> they probably wouldn't have won the title. But we'll always get to remember it as, well, I mean, they probably would have won the title. You know? We'll always get to remember it as, well, they were the consensus number one team. It was them versus the field going into the NCAA tournament. Well, that's what it was with Gonzaga. Guess what? Didn't win it. Now, there wasn't a Baylor to Kansas as Gonzaga last year, but it's almost, the spin zone, almost a good thing. Almost a good thing that the NCAA tournament got canceled because now we always get to remember them as one of the all-time great KU teams. I still wouldn't consider it a good thing, but yeah, I mean, you're you're right. Like, if you were to say Kansas versus the field last year, Kansas was definitely the, the clear and away favorite but it still was less than a 50% chance they were going to win it all. Yeah, less than a 30% chance. Yeah. Less than 20? Probably. Mm. If one team has a 15% chance of a 64-team tournament, that's still a really good chance, I think. 
They're not winning one out of five. Eh, they might win one out of five. That's a, that's a lot of opportunities. But Marcus Garrett's gone. Uh, I didn't ever really think that there was a possibility of him coming back. I mean, dude, you've been in school for four years. You do not want to come back for a fifth year unless you know you're never going to play basketball professionally. Like, there's a reason that Mitch Lightfoot's coming back next year and that Marcus Garrett isn't. Marcus Garrett does have a future playing professional basketball. I don't know what the league is going to think about Marcus. I'd imagine. Yeah, I don't think he'll get drafted, but uh, he'll probably get signed as an undrafted free agent, get invited to a summer camp, and... You know, see where it goes from there. I think uh, the Athletic on their latest big board from San Vicini, he was ranked in the mid-40s. So, I don't think it's unheard of that he gets drafted. It's just, it's puzzling to me that Devon Dotson yeah. didn't get drafted last but you year. Can't, you can't hold that. I'm not. Forever, just, because then you can hold that one forever, you know? I know, but I just, I can't remove that from my brain to think that, well, if that guy couldn't get drafted, then, man, I don't know anything with any level of certainty. Because I was convinced that dude was getting drafted. 6-1, lightning fast. Turns out a lot of guys are fast. If you can't shoot, it's going to be tough to make it in the NBA. Now, Devon still may have a chance, but, you know, he's playing for the Chicago. What's their, I think their team name is like the Chicago Wind or something. I'm not kidding. It's like the Chicago Wind. He's on the G League team. He's, he's playing well. I looked up his stats a couple weeks ago. I don't even know what's good for G League. Those guys can put up numbers in the G League and never get. Yeah, uh, I, I remember Jake Crowder. Who's like a, you know, he's been a good rotational piece in the NBA. Like, for the most part, coming off the bench, occasional starter. I remember when he first got up with the NBA, he got sent down. I think he was on the Mavericks. And I remember he put up, like, uh, over, like, a five-game span, he was averaging, like, 30 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists. And then he barely cracked the team's rotation for the Mavericks when he was, like, a second-year player. Yeah, those guys put up numbers, but you realize the discrepancy between the level of talent that you're going up against from that league to the D league. But even if he doesn't make it in the NBA, I mean, even if he bounces around the G league or tries to work it out for a couple of years, that's a guy who's going to make a lot of money playing basketball for the rest of his life. Well, for the rest of his career, like Marcus Garrett's probably what 22, 23. Yeah. He'll be playing basketball for the next decade, whether it's in America or somewhere else, somebody's going to pay him a nice salary to continue to play hoops. So it makes sense that he would... I, I thought I thought I would probably have put it at... I know I initially said like 95-5 that he would go. I think over the course of the month, the last month or so, I maybe would have come down to like 90-10, 85-15 just because, of course, he still wanted to go, but you just wonder about his options and the more that we didn't hear anything, you just kind of... you kind of consider the idea or the possibility that he's wavering on that decision, but ultimately, I mean, this is the move that he he should make. And while I don't know if I feel as strongly about your opinion for next year's team that he... Obje- yeah, he, he probably makes the team better because he was... Yeah, I don't think it's, like, objectively better, but... He was one of the top two players on this last year's team with what he brought to the table, and he finished the year so strong. I think he ended up averaging like 16, 17 points per game in the month of March. He was really good down the stretch for KU. He had a rough start to the season, and I don't think he was at 100% at the beginning of his senior year. But, I mean, last two months of the year, that was the Marcus Garrett I think a lot of us expected to get all season. I know that in the offseason, he was sort of popping up on some potential, you know, as a sleeper for an All-American list, and that didn't happen. But he had a really good season. Had a really solid career. I mean, he's not going to get his jersey retired in Allen Fieldhouse or anything, but 
He'll certainly go down as one of Bill Self's favorite players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like, what is that list? If we had to build, like, the Bill Self favorite team. He's on it. Frank's on it. Jamari Trailer's Jamari on it. Jamari Trailer's on it. I mean, Tyler Self's on it. It's his son. No. You don't think Tyler Self is one of his five favorite players? No. <laughs> it's on it's it's his son. merit. On merit. On merit. If it's on merit, then it's just the five best players. Sharon's on there. Yeah. No, it's it's not the five best players. Are we building a starting five or is it just no, the top five? No, it has five? to be a starting five. Okay, well, Sharon and Frank. Sharon, Frank, Garrett. Jamari. Who's the big man? Joel. Why? T-Rob. It's easier for me to name the five the, the starting five of Doghouse players. Okay, what's that one? Well, let's have them compete against each other and figure out which team would win. <laughs> if you're starting with Sharon and Frank, that's really yeah. good. That's really good. Can we throw Tyler Self in there just to make this more even? Mm-mm. Teams will be closer. Okay, fine. I think that, I think at this point the other team's going to wash this team. Sharon, be- Frank, Tyler, Marcus, basically the four, and that means Jamari's your five. Undersized. Undersized, but elite guard play, and then they'll just never pass Tyler the ball. Okay, so here is the other team, the opposing team, the all-Bill Self doghouse lineup. Uh, Tyshawn Taylor, mm-hmm. Brandon Green. Yeah. Ooh, this team's pretty good already. Yeah. Offensively. Well, Tyshawn was good defensively. I think I've put this team together before. Just like Sheck Diallo or Cliff Alexander? No. They weren't in the doghouse. They just didn't get minutes. Um, uh, Gerald Vick. Oh, yeah. Man, lots of shooting on this team. J.R. Giddens. Okay. That's Ta- really very talented, yeah. Carlton Bragg. So Tyshawn's at the point. Mm-hmm. Jr. Vic and Green. I mean, you don't have a good like wing. I mean, you don't have a good four, like a stretch four, but that's fine. You got a ton of shooting, and then Carlton Bragg at the five. No, even with Tyler Self, the other team's winning. Brandon Green's going for thirty though, because he's going to be guarded by Tyler Self. I think this team wins. The doghouse team? Yeah. Wow. I mean, Tyshawn versus. Okay, honest question. Jamari Trailer. You can say what you want about Frank being better than Tyshawn or Sharon being better than Tyshawn. That's fine. Yeah. What I'm telling you is Tyshawn's going to hold his own, and he's going to make plays. Okay. He may have like six turnovers, but he's going to put up 18, and he's going to get six or seven assists. And he has the possibility of going off for 24. And he's got shooters all over. Green, Vic, and Giddens. Dude, that team is going to get Bragg. toasted defensively. And Bragg. I don't care. They're going to they're gonna shoot 38 threes. I want to make a Twitter poll. Okay. Which team wins? The all-Bill Self favorite team or the all-Bill Self doghouse team? I mean, people are going to vote for the favorite team just because it has more guys they are going to like, right? Maybe. I mean, Frank but like the fact like that, the fact that Ty- Collins- it doesn't matter. The fact that Tyler Self and Jamari Trailer end up on that list... I think it really sways things. It, it makes it a little bit more even. Yes, you have two All-Americans and a National Defensive Player of the Year. Like, the accolades for that team are better. But if we're talking about depth, one through five, the Doghouse team has more depth. Now, team chemistry, how's that going to work? And, you know, Tyshawn may not even, I mean, 
Shoot, should Devontae Graham be on there? I thought about that. Who are you kicking off? I thought about putting him on instead of uh, instead of Tyler, but again, <laughs> you have to put Tyler on. You have to right. put Tyler on. You can't kick him off for Sharon or Frank. You can't do it. Tell me who you want to kick off. That's fine. What if we just had a sixth man to both teams? So Tyler can be the sixth man on this team. We need a sixth man for the doghouse. Who would that classify as? Who else has been in the doghouse? I mean, there's... Let me think. Let me there's got to be somebody we're forgetting. Nadir? Yeah, there you go. That's one. CJ Miles. But see, if we add Devontae to this, then it becomes a more clear winner, right? Okay. Um, okay, here we go. Here we go. I think I take off Tyshawn, actually, and I put on Nadir. And then I add CJ. I put I put Carlton Bragg. Now at, that team's getting smoked. I put, wait a minute, though. I put Carlton Bragg as the sixth man, and I make CJ Giles the starting five. And now, all of a sudden, you have improved tremendously on defense. Yeah, I mean, but without Tyshawn, that team, where is that team going to make up grounds on the other one? I say we leave. Ugh. Nadir's fine. He doesn't need to score. He's going to distribute. True point guard. But you took off Tyshawn Taylor, who was their best player. And now this other team, if they have Frank Mason, Sharon Collins, Devontae Graham, those three players are better than any player the other team has. You're all about just making this comp- – dude, I'm telling you, like, do you not – J.R. Giddon, they, KU has score. Let's just think back to this, okay? I, I want to I give these guys proper credit because J.R. Giddens was shooting – like 40% from three, giving you 10 or 11 points per game. Oh, that's cool. Frank shot 48% from three and gave you 20 Let's games. not forget now mm-hmm. what LeGerald Vick did in his final season at Let's Kansas. Let's not forget what Devontae Graham did in his final season at Kansas. Some would say that Devontae Graham benefited from playing next to a player of LeGerald Vick's caliber. <laughs> okay, I'm waiting for somebody to say What that. about Jeff Graves? What about Jeff Graves? Helps. But again, if I put this poll out here and on one team... Then Devontae doesn't get on the team. Okay. Devontae's off the team. No six men. So Frank, Sharon, Tyler Self, Marcus Garrett, and Jamari Trailer. Yes. Does Devontae almost go ahead of Frank, though? No. I think I leaned... Mm. You know what? You know what? Before we even do this poll, I'm going to put it out there. Okay. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you. Tell us who you think should be on the all Bill Self lover train. <laughs> but it has I don't to be know. an actual five. So, like, you could put three point guards. You don't have to give me a team. Five. No, you don't have to give me your team. You can just give okay. me names. Give me names. If you want to give me a starting five, that's fine. Text it to us, 785-843-1321. That's the KLWN text line. Or you can send it to us on Twitter at RCST1320. Give me your locks. Give me your starting five of the all Bill Self love team. I think we've got the all doghouse team pretty well rounded, but we need to figure out the guys who he absolutely loved. 785 843 1321 or on Twitter at RCST1320. Scott Chasen of Fog.net is going to join us coming up here in a little bit.
I'll get his team. This segment is brought to you by CycleZone Power Sports. Have you seen these three-wheeled motorcycles? Not the ones that look like tricycles, but the ones with two wheels up front. Those are coming from CycleZone Power Sports in North Topeka. They don't have eight legs, but they're called spiders. It's perfect for you if you want the freedom of a motorcycle, but you need something a little easier to handle. Their U-Fit system is perfect to keep you comfortable and not have a long trip wear you out. Plus, you can get them with heated seats, heated grips, a six-speaker Bluetooth sound system, and a navigation screen. It's the perfect travel companion. Now's where we'd normally say go to CycleZone.com, but you should do yourself a favor and see these spiders in person. CycleZone Power Sports on Highway 24 in North Topeka, just west of the Goodyear plant. This episode is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Join the Tommy Club. You can download the Tommy Club app and enjoy endless washing for one low price, Derek. That means unlimited car washes, unlimited clean, shiny, and dry, unlimited use of exclusive app lane, which, by the way, I've taken advantage of. It's kind of like the the express lane on the highway. You don't necessarily like to lord over everybody else, but when you're zooming through and getting in to get your car washed first, like that's why it's called Tommy's Express, right? You get unlimited access to all their locations, unlimited guest service, and perhaps most importantly, unlimited happiness, Derek. And I think that's something that we just don't emphasize nearly enough in life. I'm looking at your car right now. I'm thinking it could maybe use a trip to Tommy's Express. What do you got going on later? Thinking maybe you should stop there on your way home. You going to at least consider it? I will absolutely be going to Tommy's Express Car Wash. Now, the, the outside of your car, the exterior, it does look okay. Where my concern begins is the interior of your car. Yeah. When you have I, a, I don't a think dog. I don't think the inside of that car has seen a deep cleaning in quite some time. No, when you have a dog, when you have a golden retriever, you got hair everywhere. And they have those vacuums that, you know, it's going to get out for you. So, yeah, I'm definitely making an appointment. Tommy's Express Car Wash. What I love about the, the vacuums at Tommy's Express, the cord comes down from the top. So, you're not having to try and wrap it around your car and getting yourself into a pretzel. No, very flexible vacuums. You want to go to the left side of the car, the right side of your car. You're perfectly good. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Wash, rinse, repeat. You know what's sort of strange, and maybe this is just recency bias, but I feel like Bill Self softening up a little bit. Or maybe kids are just changing. Because I don't... I feel like there was a higher frequency of doghouse players about a decade ago. And now they're just fewer and far between. Like, Legerovic's a starter. So that that invalidates my argument a little bit. But when you think about the era directly after the championship, or really just from like, oh, the first five or six years of his time at Kansas... I mean, you're talking about J.R. Giddens getting stabbed at the moon bar. C.J. Giles, like, that's a story. That that story's got layers to it. That's an onion. Um, Jeff Graves, same. Oh, man, the stories I've heard about Jeff Graves, most of which I can't... Oh, man, funny. Funny. Oh, man, I wish I could get into those. Um, We need to start, like, a... We need to start like a podcast only section of this show where we can delve into some of these more uh, R-rated discussions. Let's just say that Jeff Graves was uh, 
a heavy frequenter of a gentleman's club. Brandon Green, too, uh, as of late. So it's like Vic and Green as of late. But everybody else was like the first. I mean, the Morris twins with the airsoft guns, uh, Sharon Collins, Tyshawn Taylor, the guys who were just kind of not really in doghouse in terms of like you're not playing. More so doghouse, like what are you doing? Like it was more off the court stuff. The, the stuff as of late is more on the court stuff. I guess the Carlton Bragg was, was off the court. But that was less doghouse related and more of just like, well, coach, what, you know what I mean? Like, what coach would not have put him in the doghouse? So that's why I almost think we take Carlton Bragg off the team and create that and put that spot in for Jeff Graves or for CJ Giles. Well, plus both those players were better than Carlton Bragg, at least at Kansas. Yeah. And if we're talking about making this a better team, hmm. You know, Diedrich Lawson, didn't Diedrich Lawson punch Mitch Lightfoot in the face oh, that's right. and and somehow avoided a doghouse? See, you're trying to now to make this team better because I think secretly you want the doghouse team to win. I, think I, I want it to do. be competitive. I want it to be competitive. I think you're trying to look for ways that we can include anybody who had anything go wrong off the court. Or I guess with Diedrich, that's no, not off the no, court. No, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to answer the question. The all-doghouse team. Diedrich would not be a part of that. I know. I'm just... I'm thinking out loud. Okay, then. Tyshawn, I think, is off. I don't think he was ever in a doghouse. He wasn't getting benched. You know what I mean? Like, he played a lot of games. He started a lot of games. He won a lot of games. And I know it's going to hurt the team, so you think I'm just trying to make this team better, and all I do, all I want is for them to win, and that's not true. So to prove it, I'm taking Tyshawn out of the starting five, and I'm putting Adir Tharp in. But again, like it's, you don't have a great option at the point guard spot because Nadir, it's like, was he really in the doghouse or did he just do something that made it to where he had to go? But he's on the team. So he, Giddens, Vic, Brandon Green, and I guess we put C.J. Giles on. I don't even really know exactly. I don't remember exactly what C.J. Giles did. Well, he's still playing. In Bahrain. I don't know where that is. If you had to guess regionally what part of the world it was in. Eastern Europe? I would guess Middle East. Um, and I believe I'm correct. Uh, CJ Giles, all I really remember about him at Kansas was... Uh, well, he had to transfer out. She blocked a lot of shots. And he had a lot of kids. Ooh, a lot I've of got a women. good one for you. Yeah. This is going to be a stretch kind of if, because, again, a guy who never was really, like, benched or anything but did not get along with Bill Self that well. And he would make this team a lot better. Huh. Keith Lankford. No, no, okay. no. Was not in the doghouse. Yeah, CJ got kicked off. If you get kicked off the team, you're automatically automatic starter. So CJ's starter, Lajerovic, even though he didn't officially get kicked off, Lajerovic starter, Brandon Green, Brandon Green starter, again, not officially kicked off, but. Nadir Tharp starter, mm -hmm. J.R. Giddens. So there you go, five guys who got run off. Graves is the sixth man. Graves is the sixth man. Starting five for the All Love team. 
I mean, what's your argument for putting uh, Devontae on, and who do you take off? I, I can't get out of my mind the image of Devontae walking off the court against Villanova when he's tearing up. And Bill Self just gives him like a big hug. Mm-hmm. He, but but Frank Frank know, was balling on the too. court, man. Yeah, I just I feel like with okay. To me, Tyler Self has to be on here. Okay, I'm with one, you. One hundred percent competition. Two with his hundred percent loves you know? his son. How could you put anybody in over your son? I think Jamari Trailer. And he said it probably, at, on senior night. He said yes. it on senior night. He said, "My favorite player I've ever coached." Yeah, Tyler Self. Okay. You know. Jamari Trailer, I think, is the only guy I can think of that made Bill Self cry on Senior Day. So, so Jamari, I think Jamari is my second choice. Art Locks, okay. After that, it is really tough because we have to basically narrow down three spots between seemingly Garrett, Sharon, Frank, and Devontae. And the thing with Devontae, I almost want to pick Devontae first of that group because it's not just that Devontae was like so well loved by Bill Self and that they had a lot of success, but also the fact that. You know, Devontae is really good, and Devontae was such a, like, boisterous personality. It'd be easy to to love that type of person, you know? Yeah, and you know what? I can't, I can't leave a guy off just in the sake of competitiveness. If this ruins the matchup, then it ruins the matchup, mm-hmm. but I think we, we put all three of them on and make one of them the sixth man. Yeah. Have to do it. Have to. Unfortunately. Okay, what if we, what if we add to the poll, though? Tyler's got to play 35 minutes. No, Tyler has to play every minute. Okay. And do we give a spread, a point spread to the other team? Do we just say, can they cover the spread? I mean, yeah. I mean, we have to. Because if we do it straight up, obviously this team's going to win. You got all Americans. who is the sixth man? I'm I'm cool with putting Devontae as the sixth man. Okay. I'm cool with putting Devontae as the sixth man. So we got Frank, Sharon, Marcus Garrett, Tyler Self, <laughs> and Jamari Trailer. Yeah, I mean, whoever's being guarded by Tyler Self is having career night, right? Career night. Yeah. You put LeGerald Vick on Marcus Self, on um, Tyler Self. It's game over. And Self's got to be in there all 40. Yeah. Yeah. They're headhunting. <laughs> 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 They're calling him out. They're pointing to him. Give me him. Give him, him, him. Isolate him. Yeah, switching on everything. Tyler's just, he's getting cooked out there. He's like, can I come out? And they're like, no, sorry. You got to, we, we don't, we're pretty thin. We're pretty thin, Tyler. We need you out there. I like what you're giving us. I'll so. say this. The other team has, is going to dominate inside. I don't know about dominate because Marcus Garrett's actually a good defender. You got a huge player. size advantage with yeah. CJ Giles and Jeff Graves, and you got no backup big, so that means Jamari is probably playing forty minutes as well. Wasn't Jared Giddens like a forward? Uh, he was like a six five, six six, like wing. Yeah, so I mean that's as much size as the other. Like Marcus Garrett is like six five. He is basically the four for the other team. Jared Giddens is a three. You know. Okay. Yeah, I mean. It's going to be an offensive explosion. I'll tell you that. It's going to be, and who knows? Maybe Tyler Self gets free, gets a little hot from... Imagine from at the end of the game, Devontae Graham's like, Coach, you got to put me in. Like, this is a close game. And it's like, sorry, got to stick with Tyler. Like, please? <laughs> I've, have I not proven my worth? How many clutch shots do I need to hit in my grades? Like, I'm sorry, man. He's just, uh, you know, this is my kid, you know? What do you think the point spread should be? Minus seven. Okay. I don't know why that was the first number that popped in my head too. So cool. 
Scott Chase and Fog.net joins us next. So we got an, uh, a suggestion here from one of our uh, RCST trivia contestants, Brian Rainey, who I believe made it to the second round, right? We'll be hearing from him next week. He says Darnell Jackson would have to be on the Coach Self Love team along with Wayne Simeon, Sharon, Devontae, and T-Rob. T-Rob, I mean, Sharon and DT are, are definitely on. T-Rob... T. Rob, it's tough to leave off too. I I thought about him. Um, I don't know who you put him on ahead. I mean, like, because that would mean you're taking Frank off. You can't take Tyler off. Tyler's a lock. If he, if, if 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 Bill Self was involved in the in the consecration of of this man's birth, then I think that immediately vaults him up the sky rank. The the power rankings there. Darnell Jackson's a good one. I don't know. Let's see what our next guest thinks. Scott Chasen, Fog.net, joins us now on the show. Scott, in the wake of Marcus Garrett declaring for the NBA draft, Derek and I were discussing the all-love team, which is kind of a clunky title, but I can't think of anything better. You know, the starting five of the players who Bill Self, you know, had that soft spot for during his time at Kansas. Marcus Marcus cracks the top five, does he not? Oh, he definitely does. I think the the bigger issue I would have, I, I mean, you guys were talking about Tyler. Let's not forget that Bill Self made Tyler Self give up his number to go and get Josh Jackson. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not convinced Tyler Self makes this team. I think Bill Self wants to win. Counterpoint, he trusts and loves Tyler so much that he was only comfortable asking Tyler to change his jersey number. I don't think that is exactly how that conversation went down. I don't have direct knowledge of it, but that would just be my guess. All right, so if you're rounding out that team, who are some other names that come to mind for you? Who else is on that list with Marcus, that starting five? Well, I think Sharon Collins has to be on there. Um, Obviously, that's a guy that that I think Bill Self has talked about a lot. He still compares guys. You know, it's kind of funny, Um, and, and I don't say this to be mean. It's just kind of funny that, like, Kentucky goes out and tells everyone, like, you're the next John Wall, you're the next De'Aaron Fox. Uh, And you have, you know, Bill Self comes and tells guys, like, you can be like Sharon Collins. But when he says it, like, I'm not sure people always understand, or kids, especially like younger kids who didn't really, you know, may have, uh, 2008, you know, 2009, 2010, whatever. For us, that was not that long ago. But, you know, for people who grew up in like 2005, uh, it's a little bit different. Um, I'm not sure they always realize how nice a compliment that is, but I, I think Sharon Collins is definitely um, up there. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. You know, yeah, some iteration of Frank Mason and Devontae Graham were going really point guard heavy early, um, or at least I am. Uh, I think they would, you know, probably be on there. I do think Thomas Robinson has a special place um, with Bill Self. I, I'd have to think it through because I, I think there are a lot of guys. Um, I, I mean, definitely, of course, a lot of guys over the last two decades, but there are a lot of, like, Bill Self players. Like, Travis Relaford, that was always a guy, or, or later, that Bill Self mm. just spoke so favorably about. Uh, Tyrell Reed, kind of in that same vein. I mean, there are a lot of guys that you could come up with that I think Bill Self really cared about, really uh, valued the way they thought about basketball and, and approached the game. Yeah, and Bill Self, that's funny you brought up Travis Relaford because that's a name that came up uh, last week, I know, when Bill Self was sort of sounding off, off, off feelings about these transfer rules. And I don't know what we're at now. I know it's over 
1,400, probably close to 1,500 for kids who have entered the transfer portal this offseason. Now, they're still going after kids, and I know you're following that uh, very closely as it's kind of hard to tell exactly how many scholars have available. But overall, for specifically a program of Kansas's stature, do you feel like the transfer portal is more helpful than it is hurtful? Do you feel like it's a wash? Where do you think Kansas sort of falls on the spectrum on how they're being affected by this? For Kansas, I think it's helpful. And, and Nick, I, I do think we, you and me, probably have a philosophical disagreement about how transfers um, affect college just because I know that I tend to be on the, the side of the spectrum that says it is bad for mid-majors and lower schools. Uh, and, and kind of evidenced by that is, you know, the players leaving mid-majors are leaving because they want to leave. The players leaving a lot of these big schools, not all, but many, are leaving because they're being told, we can get better players than you. And, you know, I look at a program like Eastern Washington. Obviously, Eastern Washington had a coaching change. But, hey, they just lost their three best players from a team that probably would have gone and, and made the NCAA tournament next year if the Groves brothers came back and Kim Aiken, who was the conference defensive player of the year, I mean, he just transferred to Washington State. And obviously Groves, at least one of them, is headed to Oklahoma. Um, I, I don't think it's good or great for the mid-majors, especially because I think if you went to Eastern Washington and said, hey, we'll make you a deal, like in a hypothetical world where trades are allowed, and Kansas said, hey, we'll give you Christian Brown, but we want both Groves brothers, I mean, Eastern Washington would hang up the phone and say, no. Uh, you know, we've got our team. We've got our identity. We don't, we don't want Christian Brown, even though Christian Brown, obviously, terrific player, could have an NBA ceiling. You know, he's obviously done a lot of good things for Kansas, but that's at least where I stand on it. So from Kansas's perspective, if you're Kansas, you have to be able to use this to your advantage because at pretty much any point you can um, suggest to someone that opportunities may not be available to play and then go get a player that you think might fit their role better than they do, um, which – you know, by all accounts, I'm not saying guys are being like kicked off the team, but if you sit down and have a conversation with someone and say, you know, hey, I don't really see it. You know, I'm just being honest. I, I don't see the role for you to play a lot of minutes for it. Then they're going to leave, and then you go get someone who replaces them. So from that perspective, I think it can be a good thing for a school like Kansas. Yeah, and I don't. I guess I don't necessarily disagree with that. I feel like I, I oftentimes like I look at it. From that perspective of like Eastern Washington losing two of their more talented players, and I think about it's just hard for me to see the negative in that, mostly because I see it as such an overwhelming positive for the Groves brothers. Like I thought it was the coolest thing of Tanner Groves, who I'd imagine was not being heavily recruited out of high school. He posts a graphic on Twitter last week with like 25 school logos on it, and he said, these are all the schools that are contacting me. It's just like the most, the humble brag of just like, isn't this cool (laughs) that all these schools are calling me? Which, if we're talking about it for big picture, the sport, like I think it's good that players like that get the recognition that they deserve. Yeah, no, and and I completely agree with you on that front. I do think it's for a lot of players, it's a good thing. Now, again, I, I would say for some players, um, especially players who maybe land at a high major who maybe weren't ready to play right away, um, for those guys it can be a bad thing because maybe they want to stay at their school and maybe their coach tells them, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going and getting someone better than you, which, you know, I guess is always an option. You know, I've, I've always thought the one-to-one because people always say, well, coaches can leave at any time. Shouldn't the player be able to leave at any time? I've, I've always thought a uh, uh, – you know, kind of something people don't talk about is like guaranteed scholarships. Um, I know it would be hard to do, but this idea that a program couldn't just, 
you know, cut ties with you because, um, you know, a program can't drop a player the same way that, like, you know, people want players to have loyalty uh, to programs. And, you know, I, I don't know that there's any way to do that without paying people. And I think you've actually talked about this on your show, but, like, if you paid players and could do contracts and buyouts, even between colleges, not even, you know, talking about professional leagues and stuff, just, you know, hey, you want to get this kid as a transfer? Okay, you've got to buy him out of his four-year scholarship. I mean, even that would just help level the playing field and it would provide revenue streams for these mid-major programs that lose guys because I do think player movement is good. It's great for the Groves brothers to be able to go uh, and to find a new landing spot. It's great for, you know, Coastal Carolina to have a transfer who, you know, may end up playing for Kansas or Kentucky or something like that. You know, it's, it's terrific for those kids. Um, it, is an unfor- it is unfortunate, though, you know, obviously for these programs that find and develop talent, um, so, you know, from that perspective, a buyout or something like that would be a good way to kind of neutralize things a little bit and say, okay, now you have some money to go work with, you know, maybe you can go get someone. I think it would almost make it like soccer uh, a little bit in that regard, but you know, I, I don't totally understand how soccer always works. And maybe that's a bad comparison. I, t- I would explain it to you, but I really don't have time right now. <laughs> so we can talk later. Scott Jason, Fog.net with us here on Rock Chuck Sports Talk. Uh, I don't know what your interpretation is of how many scholarships Kansas has available. I know that, you know, with Ochai and Jalen both declaring for the draft, technically those scholarships are open, quote unquote. Do you see it that way? I mean, how does KU handle that knowing that those guys have months to make their decision? I think right now, at least how I've seen it, is it looks to me like Kansas is proceeding with one scholarship open and probably Ty Ty Washington being the one, the number, the number one option at that position. So at least what it's looked like to me, it's not necessarily like they're involved with a million different guys heavily, and it's you know, hey, whoever you know, whoever goes first. It does seem like Kansas is starting to be at least maybe not choosier because they've jumped in on some guys that I don't necessarily think they've had a ton of interest in. But at the same time, it, it does seem like they're not, you know, panic recruiting and taking people and saying, oh, well, Ochai might go, Jalen might go, and, and, you know, this and that. Now, that being said, I do expect players to come available late, especially with the, the NBA draft deadline. I mean, that's all the way, I think, in July. So I, I think you could see, you know, new players come available that people maybe didn't think would be available. And all of a sudden that changes some things around, or maybe, you know, recruit, recruitments of certain guys get more intense. But that's, I mean, that's how I'd play it right now if I were Kansas, because Kansas pretty much, I'm not going to say has a complete roster, but if you get Ochai and Jalen back, it's a pretty stacked roster that it's going to be hard to find minutes for new guys anyway. I think the biggest thing, obviously, and and this is, I guess, the whole point of this question and conversation is that, you know, what if Ochai leaves? Well, how do you feel about your wings? And and still, I, I think Kansas has maybe not necessarily enough to be you know, the number one, number two, number three team in the nation, but definitely enough to have a really competitive roster with uh, still a good amount of depth and talent at each position. I think the priority right now is a guard. I think they want to add a guard, whether it's, you know, a guy like Ty Ty Washington, maybe a veteran guard as a transfer. I think that's the area right now they want to get another guard in uh, and, and use that last scholarship. Would you go as far as to say that they're holding that last scholarship for a guard? Yes, I, I definitely think they are at this point. And, you know, if the math changes, you get another scholarship. And I think that's the good thing for them. Uh, and then you also add to this idea that Mitch Lightfoot, you know, his scholarship doesn't even count. So technically they're 
full on scholarships just with a bonus one um, to be able to use because of the unique kind of situation created by COVID-19. So, I mean, they definitely have a roster and, you know, credit to you actually, because, you know, you were the one pretty much saying this before just about anyone, although I think, you know, people thought about it. I don't want to give you too much credit, but you can't, you know, you can't recruit and have 14 guys, normally 13 this year, 14, who are all expecting to play, you know, big roles and be major contributors. Like, that doesn't work. You, you at some point need to have guys um, who either know they're going to be in a little bit of a smaller role or, you know, expect to blend a certain way, or you're just going to stop landing, you know, guys mm-hmm. at a certain point. They're not going to... uh they're not going to want to come to your school because they're not going to be uh, expecting to play and whatnot. So, you know, from that perspective, I do think now Kansas is being uh, more choosy, understanding what exactly it wants. And then I think on the flip side, players know, uh, you know, what their opportunities are going to be if they were the one to fill that spot. You mentioned Ty Ty Washington. Uh, He released his top six last weekend. I know there's a lot of buzz that uh, Kentucky with some of the comments that he's made and interviews that he's done that, uh, maybe that's the team to beat. I mean, you've kind of remained steadfast that KU's in the mix. I mean, is it legit? Like, is there a chance that Tyson Washington ends up at Kansas? Well, I think I think they want him. And, and again, I think they have that opportunity to be choosier because he's going to make his announcement, would be my guess, before a lot of these guys with NBA decisions will. So it's not like one of these things where it's like, well, you put all your – you know, what's the expression, eggs in a basket or whatever. And I, I don't even get it. But um, it's not like you're holding out for him and then you're going to miss out on 10 other guys. It's like, no, a lot of these guys will still be there down the line and you can just see about your, you know, again, number one option. I do think Kentucky's formidable, but, you know, in, in that recruitment. But Kentucky is also recruiting a lot of guards, uh, very similar to Kansas. So I, I think, uh, you know, likewise, Kentucky is looking at different options. So I think they would take a guy like Ty Ty Washington. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I do think, you know, I, I don't know, like holding the scholarship is, is, I guess, the terminology I've been using. And it almost seems like fair. Like he does seem, at least to this point, how they've progressed, like that kind of uh, number one option. I think he even said in an interview um, that Bill Self basically told him, like, hey, you're the guy with the keys to the offense for the next year. Um, I think that was with ESPN. So, um, yeah, I, I do think there's real interest there. Just like, you know, I, I think Kansas would have really liked to add Christian Bishop. Now, that's one that would have changed the math a lot um, if they had done that. They went after him. Uh, he wanted a chance to play. I wouldn't have been shocked, you know, based off how things went down. It almost sounded like he kind of wanted to go to, to maybe UNC. Um, and then Brady Mannix says, oh, you've got your announcement for Saturday. Hey, I'm going to make my announcement on Friday. And then Christian Bishop says, I've got my announcement for Saturday. You know what? I'm going to make my announcement on Friday, too, um, which I, I – you know, you can read between the lines or whatever you want on that. Um, but I tend to think when someone, you know, someone jumps someone's announcement and then another person moves up their own announcement, uh, you can probably, you know, draw some lines there. So, yeah, I mean, that would have made things a little bit more uh, interesting and different and weird just fit-wise. But, um, yeah, at least for now, I do think it's full steam ahead for that one guard. Uh, before I let you go, May 1st, the spring game for KU football, do you think they have a new head coach named by then? That's a great question. I don't even know what today's date is. Do you know? April 22nd. Ooh, that's right about that. I would say that's right about, um, I guess May 1st would be a Saturday. So I guess that, that would be a pretty good over under. Uh, I would probably say, yeah, before, because I think they would like to ideally, but I don't think it would be a shock in the slightest uh, if it were that exact next week. 
Um, but my guess is it'll be within a week exactly of the spring game date that we know definitively who the next head coach will be. Fog.net is where you can check out his work. He is Scott Jason. You can hear him here every Thursday. Always a pleasure, my man. Thank you. Thanks for having me, and thanks for not yelling at me like you've been doing with people who miss trivia questions. <laughs> I can ask you one if you want one. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Why not? I heard Jesse, so. Okay, let me pull this up. I'm what gonna... level of question do you want? Yeah, how confident are you feeling? Well, here's the thing. I listened to Jesse's yesterday, and it's, it's so much easier when you're just sitting at home. I mean, I knew all the ones he got until the last one. I kind of want like a level level three. Can we do that? You want to warm like up it's... first? Do you want an easy one first, or do you want to jump right in? No, I'll just take a level three one. Give him one. Three is like medium, right? Yes. Yeah, I'll go for it. Okay, give it to him. All right, Scott. Kansas has played for three national title games. Oh, we're not doing this one. Pick a different one. What? This is. Hold on. NCAA title game. Uh, hold on. Kansas I has played. No, you didn't even old, let me finish. You did not <laughs> let me finish. From the last decade. You did not let me finish. Kansas <laughs> has played for three national title games. Since the turn of the century in 2002, 2008, and 2012. How many of those were as one seeds? Okay. Wow. You know what? That's such a good question because now I'm even trying to think about the 2012 one. Obviously, they played what? It was Ohio State to get to the national championship game. Before that, it was UNC. I can't totally remember if UNC was the one or the two. I think UNC was the two. Um, 2003 one was, I was nine, so I have no idea. Um, that's a great question. I'm going to go with two, but it's either two or three, I think. Mm. Dang. That's That's tough. Yeah, there were two seed, there were two seed in 03 and a two seed in 2012. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was that one or if it was the Duke year where they were, Everyone was kind of picking against them, but they were the higher seed. I guess that was the Duke year, right, where Kansas was one, and then Duke was two, but everyone had Kansas. Yeah, that was a tough one, though. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry to see your your run come to such an abrupt end. I'm devastated. I'm devastated, Nick. All right, well, uh, hit the books, and maybe we'll give you another one next week. Yeah, I want a level four next week. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll go in opposite. You get one wrong, we give you a harder question next time. (laughs) All right, have a good one, man. All right, that's Scott Chasen, Fog.net, 24-7 Sports. He's Derek Johnson. This is Rock Shark Sports Talk. Quick shout-out to all of our sponsors, RCST Trivia, 23rd Street Brewery, Sporting Kansas City, Pella Windows, Toppling Goliath, CBD of Lawrence, River Rat, Print and Skate, Jayhawk Trophy, Hawaiian Bros, and the Lawrence Public Library. Our first matchup today brought to you by 23rd Street Brewery. Open for dine-in, carry-out, and catering. Outdoor patio. It's a great spot to enjoy the warm weather. Try the Bill Self Mac and Cheese, the Haney Turkey Stack, or any of the great menu items. And don't forget about the 23rd Street Brewery's beer, which you can get to go as well with their crowlers. All right, first matchup of the day for RCST Trivia. We're coming down the home stretch here. We've only got four matchups left in the first round. Second round of action starts next week. Let's get to meet our first contestants for today. And we've got a Midwest matchup, a 4-13 matchup from the Midwest region featuring Kevin Waite and Javi Mercado, who join us now in RCST Trivia. Kevin, you are the four seed, so the selection committee uh, clearly thinks pretty highly of you. You feeling any pressure to live up to the expectations? I think they've made a horrible mistake, but I'm... (laughs) 
hoping to live up to their expectations. Okay, so you're downplaying it. I like the modesty. We'll see how far that gets you. Kevin, were you in uh, RCST Trivia a season ago? I was, and I've had to live almost a year now with the last (laughs) incorrect answer I gave. Do you remember what it was? I do remember what it was. What was it? Coach at uh, Mississippi State that had been at Pittsburgh before. It was Ben Howland. Wow. Yeah. Well, fortunately for you, we've kind of narrowed down the the field of questions this year, so we're just going to be focusing on KU. So hopefully, maybe for your sake, uh, that'll help you out. You won't have to worry about any Ben Howland Mississippi State questions. Well, you're going to be taking on, Kevin, a RCST trivia newcomer, the 13-seed Javi with us now. Javi, what can you tell us about your KU expertise? Well, I'm fairly new. I'm pretty young, so my my range of knowledge hasn't reached back too far. Um, but I, I feel a little. I feel pretty confident within pro. Hopefully, the last decade ish. So okay. But I I don't know. This seemed like fun, so I thought, why not? That's right. It is fun. And as I tell everybody, the fact that you guys are willing to get on here, you know, put yourself out there, that says more because there's a lot of people who know a lot about KU who don't have the guts to come on the air and uh, try and prove their worth. So appreciate both you guys for hopping on with us today. I got faith in you guys that we're going to have a good matchup to get the day started off. All right, before we get going, guys, I'm going to go over some rules and formatting. I know you guys are familiar, but just to refresh your memory, I'm going to be asking you a series of KU basketball trivia questions alternating back and forth between the two of you. The questions will get more progressively difficult as we move through the rounds. So you guys both answer a question right. We move on to a slightly more difficult set of questions. That's the sound you're going to hear if you get a question right. This is the sound you're going to hear if you get a question wrong. You have 30 seconds to answer your question. Your timer is going to start as soon as I get done asking the question. I will give you a five-second warning when you hear this sound. That means you've got five seconds left on the clock. Get your answer off before you hear Eric Collins yell, Oh! If you hear that and you haven't started your answer, that's bad news because that means you've run out of time. All right, guys. I think that's it. Do you guys have any questions for me before we get going? Nope. All good. All right. Kevin, Javi, let's get this day started off on the right foot. Javi, you're the newcomer. You're the underdog. So I'm going to give you the option of answering first or second. No, I'll let Kevin go first. I feel like he's he's waited long <laughs> enough. He's ready to get back out there. He's a grizzled veteran. He knows what to expect. And the first question, Kevin, is for you. Kevin, what round of the NCAA tournament did Kansas lose in this past season? That would be their second game, the second round. That's right. Second round, a loss to USC. Who could forget? All right, Javi, going back to you now. In 2011, Kansas lost to VCU, Virginia Commonwealth, in what round of the NCAA tournament? Oh, man. Um... Probably should have gone first. <laughs> um, oh man, I was ten years old. Uh, third round, the third round. Mm. 
The correct oh, answer, the Elite Eight, which technically would be the fourth round, Kansas infamously one, oh, man. one win away from the Final Four, but they get upended by Shaka Smart and VCU, and uh, the rest is history with what that did for Shaka Smart's career. So, Javi, you said before the, the round started, you said before the matchup started that you're relatively new, which you're relatively young. Uh, do you remember that VCU mm-hmm. game? Do you remember even watching it? Well, I'm 20 now, so when that game was played, I was <laughs> 10 years old. I remember the 2008 tourney. Uh, I watched it with my dad, but um, I can't say I can vivid. I can vividly remember mm. the 2011 loss to VCU. But you know, th- I I feel like after a couple of a couple of runs, I studied a little bit, but I didn't go back and look at the 2011 game. So yeah. no, uh, I it was fun. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're, I'm I'm sorry that it, your uh, RCST trivia debut didn't last a little bit longer. But like I said before, appreciate you coming on and being a part of this. Kevin, meanwhile, second go-round, didn't even have to break a sweat. You're moving on to the second round. How's it feel? It uh, feels pretty good. Uh, Javi, sorry that things didn't work out better. Um, I feel like you kind of got right on the edge of your knowledge there so better luck next time it's still fun that's right definitely thanks kevin i appreciate it hey i love the sportsmanship kevin gracious winner humble winner javi gracious loser i hope you're back next year right now you know kind of what to expect maybe uh next year's going to be the year you break through and get to the second round so javi kevin thanks for getting us started off today and uh we'll talk to you guys later thanks guys have a good one I'm, i'm losing patience I'm losing patience. I love everybody who does RCST <laughs> trivia, but I got steam coming out of my ears right now. VCU. I, we VCU. said we were going to get rid of the number questions. You know the jersey numbers. Let's go. I think we need to yeah. go back to jersey numbers. <laughs> what do you want from us? I, I don't want anything because our. You know, our, our fiercest competitors are knocking those down. Yeah. There's no question. Like, the guys who are making it to the Elite Eight in the Final Four, they're answering that question correctly in about five seconds, if that. And, they take, and the only reason it takes five seconds is they want to make sure they heard the question correctly. Mm-hmm. They're saying Elite Eight. Duh. Because everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. Yeah. I get it. The kid's younger. He was only 10. But, again, I mean, last year Isaac won it. And he was younger than Isaac guy, answered so. a question about Bob Boozer earlier yeah. this week. <laughs> okay. And he got the What's he like? price one last. He's last not year. even of drinking age yet. He's like 19. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, that, what else do you want to do? We're weeding out. We're weeding out. We're separating the, the contenders from the pretenders, man. That's all it is. And it may not be fun right now. It may not be a great product right now. But we're weeding out the people who don't belong. I mean, it's as simple as that. I'm sorry. I want everybody to compete, but I want this to be the strongest field that we can possibly have it. Super League. I mean, you get 60. 64 is a lot. You know, there's blowouts in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. There's beatdowns. There's a team who gets down by 20 in the first 10 minutes, and they never claw their way back into the game. Yeah, but we've just, had a lot of those lately. It, it's luck of the draw, you know? What, what know. are you supposed to do about it, man? You don't change the rules of basketball just to make the games better. Well, and hopefully over the course of time, too, you know, we'll continue to accumulate more stats, numbers, what these people are doing in terms of wins, losses, and 
not just in their matchup, but in each individual round of questions to where we'll be able to properly seed these things because we have had a couple people where maybe they're a new entry, so they got a lower seed, but they show their medal that they should have been a higher seed, and that would probably help with this, where we'd have, instead of maybe a couple matchups that in this first round have gone to the third, fourth, fifth round, we'll have those set up for the second round because those people will be higher seeded versus some of these other matchups that are ending in round one, round two. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have a lot of chalky matchups for the next round. Very chalky. Mm -hmm. That's what we want, right? You want the bet we want the best, right? We don't want the guy who got the luckiest. We want the best. Selection committee's doing a pretty solid job. I, I will say. We haven't had a ton of upsets. Have we had one big upset? We had the fifteen over two, but does that really count because it wasn't the real two seed? No, because the two seed had to back out yeah. because of uh, a last minute issue. Yeah. So it was an alternate two seed who wasn't really a two seed. So that doesn't really even count. I mean, if he would have joined, he probably would have been like a three or a four seed anyway, so he wouldn't have been far off. But, um, yeah, that was a little bit of an upset. Outside of that, we haven't seen too much. Like, uh, I'm looking at the top seeds right now. Um, you had one three seed lose, you had one four seed lose, and you had one five seed lose. So we haven't had a ton of upsets, which, you know, people say it all the time. You love upsets in the first round, but once you get to the later rounds of the tournament do you, you want, want to see do you yeah. want to see a 13 seed in the in the elite eight do you like seeing Houston Oregon State I don't Syracuse and Loyola I wanted Illinois mm-hmm. I wanted Illinois in the elite eight we didn't get that we could have a pretty chalky elite eight a pretty chalky sweet 16 because we've certainly got a pretty chalky round of 32 all right matchup number two coming next RCST Trivia brought to you by Toppling Goliath with a brewery and taproom located in Decorah, Iowa. Toppling Goliath features 10 of the top 250 beers in the world, according to Beer Advocate. That also includes three of the top 10, three of the top 10 world beers, and six of the top 100. If you're not going to be making it up to Decorah anytime soon, don't worry. You can order Toppling Goliath apparel and beer at tgbrews.com. All right, matchup number two. In RCST trivia, let's see if this one can go just a tad further than the last one did, which uh, didn't even make it out of the first round of questioning. That's okay, though, right? Opportunity to break forward here in our next matchup, and this matchup comes to us from the South region. It's the 5-12 matchup between Kevin Jacob and Doug Longstaff. Kevin was in RCST trivia a year ago, made it to the second round, as has become customary for all of our returners. Kevin, I got to know, do you remember the question that knocked you out of last year's competition? Yes, I do. Would you mind sharing uh, it with us? I think about it all the time. Okay, let's hear it. What team does Andrew Wiggins for? Ooh. I'm not a fan, so I, I just went down on that one. I believe that was right after he got traded too, wasn't it? It, hadn't he just gotten traded from like the T-Wolves to the Warriors? <laughs> tough. That's tough. Yeah. Well, we, uh, we've we kind of narrowed down our, our list of questions this year. More KU-focused, more KU-centered. So maybe that's going to help you out. Do you feel like you're a second weekend type talent, Kevin? Do you feel like you've got more to offer than what you showed last year? I think so. I'm, I listen to this every day, and I feel like I do pretty well on the questions. So... Hopefully I'd, I get one I know. I'd love to get some advanced metrics here, some analytics to find out how well the people who are listening and doing their research are, uh, are doing. We're going to find out, though. You're taking on, Kevin, an RCST trivia newcomer, the tw- seed. 
Doug Longstaff joins us now on the show. Doug, what can you tell us about uh, your expertise, your skill level when it comes to KU knowledge? Well, you know, I mean, I guess I guess we're going to find out. I, I, I do okay. I uh, you know I haven't been on the on the show before. I've done this, but uh, uh, we're we're going to find out really quick how much how much I know. I didn't. I don't know. Um, I didn't do any particular prep or anything, but uh, I, I think we're just going to go into this and, and uh, see what's still up there. Relying upon your natural God-given abilities. We'll see how far it gets you. Doug, how do you hand, how do you do under pressure? That's right. How do you handle pressure? I do okay. Oh, I think I, I think I handle pressure pretty well. Uh, you know, it's um, I, I've never been on uh, you know like a Jeopardy or anything like that, and I imagine I'll be able to find the bu- the buzzer if I needed to. But <laughs> so far, so good. This could be the, this is, you, you do well in this, then you can graduate to Jeopardy. So this is like the feeder system right. for uh, for some of those bigger trivia tournaments. Okay, guys, before we get going, I'm going to quickly go over some rules. I'm going to be asking you guys a series of KU basketball trivia questions alternating back and forth between the two of you until one of you guys gets a question right and one of you guys gets it wrong, at which point we will have our winner. If you guys both answer correctly, we move on to a more difficult set of questions. If you both answer incorrectly, I'll ask you another set of questions from that same difficulty level. You have 30 seconds to answer your question. Your timer starts as soon as I get done asking the question. I will play you a five-second warning, which sounds like this. Make sure you get your answer off before you hear Eric Collins yell, Oh! Otherwise, we're automatically counting it as incorrect. All right, guys. Let's do it. First-round matchup between Kevin and Doug. And Doug, you're the 12 seed, so I'll give you the option of answering first or second. Um, I'll go second. Okay, so Kevin, in your triumphant return to RCST Trivia, the first question, my friend, is for you. Kevin, who did Kansas lose to in the 2003 National Championship game? Syracuse. Syracuse is correct. Doug, question number one for you. Who did Kansas lose to? in the 2012 National Championship game? Kentucky. Kentucky is correct. No time wasted there in the first round of questioning. We're going back to you now, Kevin. In 2012, this Kansas big man was a consensus first-team All-American. Thomas Robinson. Thomas Robinson is correct. Led KU to that 2012 title game. Doug, in 2010, this Kansas guard was also a consensus first-team All-American. Sharon Collins. Sharon Collins is correct. Two for two for both you guys. Great start. That's what I like to see. Moving on to your third round of questioning, and we're going back to you now, Kevin. Kevin, who led Kansas in scoring in the 2008 NCAA championship game? Uh, Darrell Arthur. Darrell Arthur. Sometimes people get tripped up on that one, but everybody thinks about Mario's shot, but it was Darrell who had, I believe, a 20-10 and 10 game against Memphis. All right, back to you now, Doug, for question number three. What was the score of the 2008 NCAA championship game? Oh, boy. 
83-79. I believe is that the is that the score to the 88 championship game? 75-68 was the final score of the 2008 NCAA championship game. I want to will you look that up? Man, I, I think it might be. I think that I think you may have given the score because I have the newspaper at my uh, for eighty-eight for eighty-eight. Yeah, now I gotta now I gotta know. Yeah, seventy-five, sixty-eight. No, it was. It was. Wow, eighty-three, seventy-nine. Yeah. You you recalled it pretty quickly there, Doug. So clearly, you knew the final score of that eighty-eight game. Um, was that is that what yeah. you were just is that what immediately came to mind for you? Yeah, I mean, they say they always say go with the first thing that comes to your mind, and that number just popped right in. And uh, so, so clearly, I was just thinking twenty years off. That's funny because um, you know so many people have talked themselves out of right answers so far. Like, well, they have the answer in their head, and then they talk themselves out of it and end up getting it wrong. Worked in reverse. You got you did well, Doug, in your RCST yeah. trivia debut, making it all the way yeah. to the third round. How do you feel about your performance? Give us your assessment. Oh, I kind of hope to go a little bit farther. Uh, I, I don't know why that. I don't know why 1988 came up first. I wish I wish it was the other way around. But um, th- those were all good questions, and uh, well done, well done, Kevin. Thank you very much. Based off your uh, performance, Doug, do you feel like the selection committee may have done you a disservice? Do you feel like you were underseated in your debut? Well, they didn't have a whole lot to. They didn't have a whole lot to go on. You know, there wasn't much history. You know, my uh, my. You know. <laughs> Um, I didn't have a whole lot of quadrant, quadrant run victories from the last time around. So, you know, you kind of have to go with what's there. And and uh, I was just some guy. And, you know, hopefully the next time around, they'll take into consideration. We got it a little bit further than a lot of people may have. And uh, maybe, maybe they'll bump me up a seed line or two. That's right. Made some noise in your debut. But, Kevin, for the second straight year, you're moving on to the second round. How does it feel? Well, it feels good, but I expect it of myself, and hopefully I can perform better the second round this time. Well, I like it. Short, sweet. Keep your eyes on the prize. Enjoy this one, man. But uh, tomorrow, the real work begins as you get ready for the second round. Kevin, Doug, great job. Thank you so much for being a part of the trivia. Doug, hopefully we'll see you next year. Kevin, we'll see you in the second round. That's good. Thank you. Thanks. That's a tough one, man. Mm-hmm. Final score. Yeah, I mean, scores in general are tough. The only reason that I think that one was classified as medium as opposed to being a more difficult one, I don't know how many like final scores we have. That might be the only one. Is just because it was the most recent title. A lot of people have rewatched the game or looked back at the box score, read books about it so many times that it, for a lot of people it's been ingrained in your memory. For me, I'll always know that, I mean, every time you go to a KU basketball game, every single time they play that hype-up video before the game, and in that video, you have the highlight of Bob Davis yelling 75, 68, mm-hmm. you know, so that becomes ingrained in my mind because of that. But that's tough for that guy, especially because he he reeled off the 88 one. That one would be more difficult, I would think. Yeah. And I was I would say this. I think it's less about the Bob Davis call, more about the newspapers. Like if you have the newspaper, which people don't do, I guess. As much anymore, but like the headline is going to be Kansas wins with the final score. And 75 68 is the last time they won a title. So he clearly, I bet you he could have gotten it. And there's other people who would have gotten it who wouldn't have been able to get the 88 championship yeah. game score. Yeah. And I think the Darrell Arthur one too was kind of tricky. I mean, he he nailed that yeah, one. Yeah. That's but. kind of a tricky, that's because a lot of people would guess Mario Charles. Yeah. And if you don't guess Mario, like your, your first inclination after that might be like, oh, Brandon Rush led the team that year in points per game, I believe. So maybe you go with him or something. So, 
Um, yeah, I think uh, maybe this is trending the right way again. You know, we went from having another early round trivia exit to now we're we're maybe building some steam a little bit. You know, that's we right to the medium round. We got one more matchup tomorrow. Uh, we had we had a lot a last minute scheduling change for actually both competitors. They're both lucky. I'll be I'll tell you this. They're both lucky because if only one of them would have had an issue. Uh, the other one, we would have just advanced through the next round. Or but found a quick replacement. You know, what are the chances that both guys at the same time were like, uh, I need I need a mulligan? What if it's the same person? We just don't know it. Same person, different avatars. That would be actually pretty next level, even though we're doing and it they through Zoom. They just happened to get matched up. We're with doing each it through other. Zoom, though. We can see everybody. Mm. So that part, I guess, would, would fall apart. I don't I think know. that I, happened last year. I probably entered twice. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. Wouldn't recognize. Dude, we had a guy earlier, this Sam Oliver, or Sam Davis. I thought it was yeah, our yeah. former intern all last year. We said it a million times. He never corrected us. He comes back on. I say it again. Never corrects me. <laughs> this guy has not once said, like, no, I'm not. I've never interned for you guys. Should we steer further into the joke next time he's on? Because he won his game, so we'll be back with him next week. Should we ask him what his favorite memory as an RCST intern was? I mean, at some point, he's got to come clean, right? Right. You'd think. But who knows? All right, last matchup of the day on the other side. RCST Trivia is brought to you by Sporting Kansas City. MLS is back. After finishing at the top of the Western Conference last season, Sporting Kansas City is ready to take the field and paint the wall this year. And if you haven't heard, Sporting Kansas City will be welcoming a limited capacity crowd again this season. To watch Sporting Kansas City live and in person this year, go to SeatGeek.com SKC. And because you're a listener of Rock Chalk Sports Talk, use the code SKCRCST at checkout to get an exclusive discount on tickets. Again, use the code SKCRCST at checkout and receive an exclusive discount for our listeners at checkout. We'll see you at Children's Mercy Park. Okay, last matchup of the day, RCST Trivia. We actually were supposed to have four matchups today, but uh, we had a scheduling conflict with a couple of our contestants, so... We've actually got one more bonus round. So the final matchup tomorrow for RCST Trivia of the first round. And then we start with our second round action coming up next week. So there's only a few spots available in the second round. And our next two contestants are going to duke it out for one of those last spots. Let's get to meet them. Next up, it's a 215 matchup from the South region featuring Grant and Landon. Grant, a two seed, made it to the Elite Eight. A year ago, back in RCST Trivia. Grant, I love asking these questions, even though it brings pain to the eyes and to the hearts of of all of our contestants. But what was the question that knocked you out last year? Uh, I'll tell you the truth, I forgot. I, I love that. And I was now I was listening to uh, you know I was listening to past uh, past rounds here, and and you were asking that question, so I was thinking about it. And I think it was some kind of career rebounding question for someone who's on the career maybe like the most career rebounds are self-player i yeah I've, but i don't i don't know i'm not like a, like a baseball player who's got to you know, move that. on to the next thing like a shooter right you don't remember the shots you missed yeah. if you go 0 for 9 you just gotta be worrying about making that 10th shot i love that you're the first person to not remember so we'll see how uh how it helps you here in year number two do you feel like you're poised for another deep run this season Oh yeah, I listened to uh, all the other rounds. Um, for all the questions you asked, I probably didn't know probably two or three of them. So Ooh. I feel like I'm in a pretty good spot. Uh, so we'll see how we do. Uh oh, 
Grant could be poised for doing something special this year. But first, he's got to get past his opponent. And we got a newcomer, so you never know what to expect with the new guys. The 15 seed, Landon Fields making his RCST trivia debut. Landon, we don't know anything about you. So tell the listeners, tell your competitor what we should know about you before you make your debut here. For sure. I, uh, I've been a KU fan my whole life. I don't think that's a, a special thing in this competition, though, probably. <laughs> um, if, it's, uh, if, it's, if it's mid to late uh, Bill Self era, I'm pretty good. Um, I'm too young to know earlier very well. Um, I'm also part of uh, Rock Shock Blog. I do the podcast for Inside the Paint on, uh, on Rock Shock Blog. Both my co-hosts would be better than me at this, but I'm, uh, I'm here to try anyway. I- I'm still feeling good trying to take my cues from Oral Roberts. How, uh, how old are you, Grant? Or Landon, sorry. I'm um, 20. 20. Okay. We're not ageist here on RCST Trivia. We ask a little bit of everything. I mean, hell, last year our winner was 18 years old. He was the youngest kid in the competition. So who knows? Maybe, maybe youth is the key to advancing. I'm not really sure. I think it's just more about... Raw knowledge. What do you know? Preparation, research, all those cliches. Okay, guys, before we get going, I'm going to go over some re- uh, some rules and formatting for you. I'm going to be asking you guys a series of KU basketball trivia questions, alternating back and forth between the two of you until we get our winner, at which point somebody will have answered a question right. The other one got it wrong. I will give you guys unique questions. They will get more difficult as we advance throughout the rounds. If you guys both answer correctly, we move on to a more difficult set of questions. If you both answer incorrectly... I'll ask you another set of questions from that same tier. You've got 30 seconds to answer. I will play you a five-second warning. When you got five seconds left, you're going to hear this sound. So make sure you get that answer off before you hear Eric Collins yell. Otherwise, you have run out of time and you have run out of luck. Guys, before we get going, do you have any questions? Anybody just want to quit now? Or anybody just like, this is too much, too much pressure. You can bow out now. There's no shame. Be the first person to ever do it, but... Now let's do it. All right, let's thank you. Thank you guys for not doing that because they're actually, I was lying. There would have been a lot of shame associated with that. Okay, Landon, you're the newcomer, 15 seed, underdog, all that. So you have the option of answering first or second. Uh, I'll go second. Okay, Grant, first question's for you. Grant, what conference does the Kansas play in? Big 12. That's right. Tricky one. All right, Landon. First question for you. What city is the Big 12 tournament for men's basketball played in? Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City is correct. And we're going back to you now, Grant. Grant, the last time that KU got a player on the NCAA tournament all-region team was 2018. They actually had two players who landed on that team. I need you to name one of them for me. Malik Newman. Who could forget Malik's incredible run through that 2018 NCAA tournament. The other player on that all-region team in 2018 was Devontae Graham. All right, we're going back to you now, Landon. The year before, in 2017, Kansas also got two players on the NCAA tournament all-region team. Name one of them for me. Frank Mason. Frank Mason is correct. The other acceptable answer would have been 
Josh Jackson. All right, great job so far, guys. Going to the third round of questioning. And Grant, we're going back to you for this one. Grant, what KU guard from the Lawrence area played for KU from 2006 to 2011 and was a member of an all-Big 12 defensive team? Uh, that'd be uh, Morningstar. That is correct. Brady Morningstar. Felt like he was there for longer, but I guess six years is long enough. All right, back to you now, Landon. This KU guard from Burlington, Kansas, played for KU from 2007 to 2011. Who is he? I know it's one of two people that are very interchangeable because they're white three-point shooters. <laughs> it is Tyrell Reed. It is Tyrell Reed. Who was the other one that you were thinking of? Uh, Connor Tehan. Yeah, Connor Tehan from the uh, from the Kansas City area. Yeah, you nailed it, though. Tyrell Reed from the uh, Burlington area. All right, guys. Great job. Three for three. Things are getting tense here in this first-round matchup, a 2-15 showdown between Grant and... And Landon, man, it's been a while since I've heard that music. It's been a while since we've got to the hard level of questions. But you guys, you guys are built for this. I love it. Grant, question number four for you. Two Kansas players have been selected number three overall in the NBA draft. Both are big men from the Bill Self and Roy Williams era. Name one of them. I'm going to go with uh, Nick Collison. Nick Collison is incorrect. The correct answers, either one of these answers would have worked, Grant. Joel Embiid, who was third overall in the 2014 draft or Rafe LaFrance who went third overall in 1998. So Grant Hmm. or excuse me Landon if you can get this right you are moving on to the next round. Landon three notable Bill Self players have been selected with the 34th overall pick in the NBA draft. Name any of them. Frank Mason. That is correct. Landon. Frank Mason is correct. Uh, other acceptable answers would have been Mario Chalmers or Devontae Graham, all of which were selected 34th overall. And you are moving on to the next round in your RCST trivia debut, pulling off uh, a massive upset, by far the biggest upset we've had so far uh, this season. How does it feel, Landon? Uh, you know, like I said, I'm taking my cues from uh, from Oral Roberts, not not stopping here. Uh, you know, Ohio State is just uh, just step number one on a journey of, uh, of, you know, hopefully further than Oral Roberts actually went. But it feels pretty good. How confident were you in uh, in the answer that you gave? Fairly confident, but also just enough to think that maybe he had gone 35th or 36th. 
Yeah, it's tough, but yeah, a weird little stretch there, back-to-back years with Devontae and Frank, and then obviously about a decade before uh, when Mario Chalmers was selected with that 34th pick. Meanwhile, Grant, you you, uh, you guessed Nick Collison with uh, a KU big man to be selected third overall. Nick Collison was the 12th overall pick in the 2003 NBA draft. How you feeling, man? I mean, you did so great. This was a tough competition. You made it to the fourth round of questioning, and, and yet you're still going home early. Just take me through what you're feeling. Yeah, I've, uh, since I didn't hear any type of those questions, you know, during the past podcast, I, I kind of threw me through a loop. And, um, yeah, I didn't – I thought Collison was higher than that. But, yeah, 12th, and I think Heinrich that year was right behind him. So, somehow those two didn't get drafted higher, which is kind of surprising. But, yeah, I mean, I, I should have got Joel because, you know, Wiggins went first and he went third. And, yeah, I just remember him, you know, they, they put the – he had, they had a satellite camera on him yeah. and it was so delayed and he's just sitting there you're like, Oh, he guess he's not excited. So <laughs> now it's all coming back to me. So, well, oh, well. The, the reason, the reason grant, you haven't heard any of those questions is because you guys are like the fourth matchup to make it to the fourth round of questioning. So, you know, take some pride in that, that you guys, it took four rounds to knock you out, which is more than I think a lot of people could say. So honestly, uh, I don't think, um, you're going to be moving off the seed line much next year. Deserving of the two seed. Landon, probably a bit underseeded. You were a, a tough matchup for a, a tough competitor. So we had a good one today. Sad to see you go, Grant. Landon, excited for you. Excited to see what you have in store for us for the next round. So, guys, thank you. One of the best matchups that we've had so far in our CST trivia. So thank you very much, guys. Yep. Good luck, Landon. See you later. Thanks for having me. RCST Trivia is brought to you by Pella Windows. Pella Product of Kansas is your one-stop shop for all your window and door needs. Pella offers everything from turnkey window and door replacements to experts in the field that can work with your contractor and find the perfect solution for that project to make your house feel like a home. Whether you're building a home, taking on a remodeling project, or simply want the best replacement solution, Pella Windows has all your answers. Stop by the newly remodeled showroom on the northwest corner of 6th and Wakarusa or call 785 749 Four eight zero eight. Don't hesitate. Appointments are filling up fast. So we've got a little bit of RCST trivia controversy. It took us almost two weeks. I thought we would get out of the round with any major controversy, but that is not the case. We have huge controversy from yesterday. Did we eliminate somebody? off a falsified question. That is the issue at hand. That's the thing that people are talking about right now. Yep. Sweeping the uh, message boards and everything. All right, so let's revisit this, okay? So yesterday, Scott was eliminated, and I believe it was his second round question. Is that correct? I think it was further than that. I think it was round three. He was a seven seed. He took on a newcomer, Max. Uh, yeah, it was, it was the medium round. So the question that was posed to Scott was, a Bill Self point guard is the first and only Jayhawk to ever win the Oscar Robertson Trophy, which is awarded to the top point guard in the country. Who is it? The correct answer as to who won the Oscar Robertson Trophy under Bill Self is Frank Mason. The problem is that the Oscar Robertson Trophy is not awarded to the nation's top point guard. It's awarded to the nation's top player. 
the Bob Cousy Award is awarded to the nation's top point guard. Now, Frank Mason won both the Oscar Robertson and yeah. the Bob Cousy Award, and I believe the answer that Scott gave was Aaron Miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, But the I, fact remains that there was incorrect information, incorrect, maybe perhaps misleading context clues given with the question that I asked to Scott. Yes, possibly. I, I think that was supposed to be Bob Cousy Award as opposed to Oscar Robertson, which, again, the answer, no matter what, there would have been Frank Mason, whichever way we asked it, whether we said who won the Oscar Robertson, who won the Bob Cousy. Um, certainly, if we would have said it as who won the Oscar Robertson, the National Player of the Year, I'm sure he would have got Frank Mason. But it was intended to be Bob Cousy, ended up being Oscar Robertson. Again, the question remains the same. And I, I still think, like, you could almost argue that that made the answer easier because we said given to the nation's best point guard. Who would you think of when you think of the best point guard in Bill Self's, because we said under Bill Self, in Bill Self's career? It would be the guy who won National Player of the Year. So I do feel bad because, yes, you're right, there's, there's some context in there that wasn't off, and I think we're going to hook Scott up with, I don't know, a little bit of some swag we have here at the station. But, uh... Give him twenty five bucks to Twenty Third Street yeah. Brewery. We'll help. We'll it's help. Kind of, I mean, you know what? It's kind of like saying, okay. It's like saying uh, this award. Uh, we named the team that won the two thousand and fourteen Stanley Cup, which is annually given out to the nation's best baseball team. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, is it? Is it given out to the nation's best baseball team, or is it a championship trophy for hockey? I think we give him some swag. We give him 25 bucks. I also think that you should issue him a personal apology, personal from you, that you individually wronged him. Because here's the thing, man. Even if we give him swag, he's still been eliminated from the tournament. And and as you know, as well as anybody, the pride of winning far exceeds any individual yeah, prize that you I just, receive. I just have a hard time believing if that question was asked as the Bob Cousy Award, he would have got it. He would have still answered Aaron Miles, so I get that. He's still going to get basically prizes as you don't if he would have made faith, it to the Sweet You don't have faith that Scott – you don't think Scott's very knowledgeable. That's what you think. No, I just think that – I don't think it would have mattered, you know. But I do understand the frustration. That's why he's getting basically prizes if he made the Sweet 16, Can we? Can we create? Cool. Can it's we, like he not only won this game, but won the next can one. Can we create an extra spot in, this, in the round of 32, make it a round of 33? Well, if somebody backs out and we need a replacement, then I say he's the first guy we dial up. You think so? Yeah. You're giving him, you're making him first alternate? Sure. Yeah. We had a couple guys back out today. Could have just yeah. given him his, we could have given. But then he wouldn't have been able to play anybody. Yeah, we automatically push him through to the next round. I say we put him in the final four. Wow. I think you should. That'd be because of what you've done. Who do I have to kick from the final four? Whoever you don't like. Wow. Whoever you think's the least deserving. Okay, can we wait till we get there to the final four and then I can pick? Yeah. Yeah, whoever you think just got lucky and and got some easy questions. We we had some controversy last year. I don't know if there was there may have been one where we just like miss I misspoke. I think there was. I think I I don't know what I did. I miss I misread a question and like legitimately screwed somebody over. Like Scott's is it was wrong. Like I, I we used incorrect information in the context of the question. But I think last year's was worse. I think I legitimately 
counted somebody as wrong when they technically got it right. I don't know. You know, a few slip through the cracks every year. It happens in Jeopardy all the time, right? I don't think. Is Jeopardy ever messed up? Did Trebek ever accidentally? Probably well, I, not because I feel like it's a supercomputer putting the questions together. You think so? Yeah, we need to get a supercomputer. Do you think, do you think they have a bigger team of researchers? Yeah. And engineers probably just a few. on Jeopardy than, yeah. than we do here on RCST Trivia. Hey, we're trying, okay? And that's all that matters. We don't have to get it right as long as we try our best. We're sorry, Scott. Two hours down, one to go. He's sorry. I didn't do anything wrong. I mean, I'm sorry that happened to you. Our show's those, down a total heel like turn. A, like a backhanded Last apology. Last year it was suck it, Scott. This year it's sorry, Scott. Different Scott. <laughs> <laughs> two hours down, one to go. This is Rock Chuck Sports Talk.